Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. Thanks for being a part of it and allowing it to be a part of you. It is Greeny, Courtney Croden, Freddie coming in for Greg Greenberg today, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series so XM Channel 80. Tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Getting a lot of great tweets in terms of Jimmy Butler, like Joyce, who hit us up at Coleman ESPN at a Cornyard Cronin. I don't care who wins the championship. Mr. Hemi Butler should be the MVP. I don't jump the gun on these things, but he's like, woo, he's up versus my Knicks now because he was able to take care of the Milwaukee Bucks, who are not going to be up against Joyce's Knicks and my Knicks now. That's how we've gotten to this point where the Milwaukee Bucks, the best record in the Eastern Conference, the best record in the NBA, and they are home before home before even Father's Day, and nobody saw that coming. But what took center stage after the game was how Giannis was asked a question about Eric Neem, local reporter in Milwaukee, about was this series a failure, and his response was all over the place, not just in sports, but also outside of sports. I just asked Bud the exact same question, but I'm curious for you. Do you view this season as a failure? <sighs> oh, my God. Uh, okay, because I'm not that up. You asked me the same question last year, Eric. Okay, uh, do you get do you get a promotion every year on your job? No, right? So every year you work is a failure. Yes or no? No. Every year you work, you work towards something, towards a goal, which is to get a promotion, to be able to uh, take care of your family, to be able, I don't know, um, provide the house for them or take care of your parents. You work towards a goal. It's not a failure. It's steps to success. You know, and if you've never... I don't, I, don't want to, I don't want to make it personal. So, there's always steps to it. Michael Jordan played 15 years, won six championships. The other nine years was a failure? That's what you're telling me? No, I'm asking you a question. Yes or no? Okay, exactly. So why are you asking me that question? It's a wrong question. There's no failure in sports. You know, there's good days, bad days. Some days you are able to uh, be successful, some days you're not. Some days it's your turn, some days it's not your turn. And that's what sports is about. You don't always win. Some other, other people is going to win. And this year, somebody else is going to win. Similar as that. We're going to come back next year, try to be better, try to build good habits, try to um, play better, not have a 10-day stretch with uh, playing bad basketball. You know, and hopefully we can win a championship. So 50 years from 1971 to 2021 that we didn't win a championship, it was 50 years of failures. No, it was not. It was steps to it, you know, and we, we were able to win one. Hopefully we win another one. Courtney, the floor is yours. Giannis, I I understand what he's saying because he's looking at this and saying, you know, if you conflate, you know, failing to win a championship with the whole season being a failure and not learning from anything, that's one thing. But, you know, a one seed, Freddie, losing to an eight seed is an abject failure. That doesn't mean the whole season was a wash, that it was a failure of a year, but your goal was to win a title and you didn't. That's the bottom line here. So I think some of that from Giannis was, and he's able to get away with this because he won a championship two years ago. He's one of the most likable personalities in the NBA. And he's the best player of, of this era currently playing, and he's got a long career trajectory ahead of him. A failure of a season, losing in the first round, doing it at home, and having only one win in this series... That's a failure, but it doesn't mean that you didn't learn anything or gain anything from the season. Even he was saying right there, like showing you that he, you know, had learned from the season 
we need a stretch, you know, early in the season where we don't lose ten games in a row. There's step; those are the stepping stones that he was referring to along the way that you take from a season that didn't turn out the way you wanted to. I don't. I think there's just like a, a differentiation in how we determine what failure is, mm-hmm. and he was viewing it as because we didn't win the championship. You, the media, are saying that we're failures, and this season was an entire failure. I don't think that's what anybody was getting at, but you came short, way short of the goal that you had, and you did it in a way that is historically bad. We have not seen a lead like that blown in a playoff game that was a closeout game from a one seed and an eight seed ever. So yeah, by those definitions, that was failure. And I, I don't the Michael Jordan example that he used there about like were those other nine seasons failures? No, of course you're building towards a goal. Right. But this is a team that was out early last year, and now they're taking even a step back further, and they were out earlier this year than they were the last season. Mm-hmm. Followed, f- following up the championship year during the 2021 season. I think that by all accounts that's a failure this season but it doesn't mean that the players themselves are like you know losers or failures nobody's calling them that right it's just how you look at this season and say well you came way short of the expectations that this locker room had that this coaching staff had and that this fan base had great stuff by Courtney Cronin Freddie coming in for Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN radio you can wait about Giannis's reaction that this season was not a failure at triple eight say ESPN Eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. Two things when I thought about what he had to say. I wonder if a national reporter would ask him that question. It was a local reporter that he knew by name, Eric Neem. I don't think a national reporter would have asked him that kind of question that way. The fact that they have kind of a relationship, and Eric has kind of asked these kind of questions before in previous failures with the Milwaukee Bucks, and Giannis and that organization has heard about that from Eric Neiman and other people connected with the basketball team. I wonder if that would have been his reaction, let's say if Adrian Wojnarowski or Malika Andrews had asked him that kind of question, maybe in a different way. That's number one. Number two, and I'm going to do the ugly American thing here. If Giannis had grown up in this country, that would not have been his reaction. Giannis grew up in a place where they'd think of failure or lack of success very, very differently. Because if you ask Michael Jordan that question, his answer would have been, hell yeah, this was a failure. If you ask Kobe Bryant, God rest his soul, that question, hell yeah, that's a failure. You ask LeBron James the same question. The answer is different because of where they grew up and the kind of the environment that they were in. Giannis had, and this is, I'll say this for him, he has had the fortune that he did not grow up in winning or misery situations when it comes to sports in the United States. We see parents lose their minds. When their kids don't win Little League games and they go off to umpires. We see that all the time. We read those stories all the time. Giannis didn't have to deal with that. So his deal is, I know I did everything I could to do the best I could in my basketball team. I don't look at that as a failure. He looks at that that team was better than us in a five-game series. Give credit to the Miami Heat that they were able to do what we were not able to do. But had Giannis grown up here in the United States, I firmly believe his reaction would have been a lot different saying, yeah, this season stunk because we didn't accomplish what we set out to accomplish, and that's a championship or misery. There's no in-between based on where you're from. 
and think about some of the life elements that come in for Giannis too, probably when he hears that word failure. This is the child of Nigerian parents who were immigrants in Greece. They emigrate to the United States. Like some of the, the stakes for him, probably when he thinks of Absolutely. that word in what he does, he plays sports, he plays basketball, he gets to do what he loves. He puts it in perspective. The life struggles for him and the success failure black and white situations that we like to define things as those probably carry a little bit more weight for him than this and i'm not excusing what happened with the absolute utter meltdown of this team and himself included in the fourth quarter and overtime of what happened in milwaukee last night but I think the perspective element that he's trying to put in here, on top of the fact that they just won a championship two years ago, I, I tend to think from Giannis's answer, too, it's kind of like the I don't like the what have you done for me lately argument. That's yeah. that's what I think he's getting at. Like He just won this team a championship for the first time in 50 years. It was sti- It's still recent, but you got to keep following that stuff up. And when you take steps back every single year, exiting the playoffs at an earlier round than you did in the years past – there are going to be these questions. They're fair questions. Right. I just think that how he was conflating failure is very different than Absolutely. how the reporter was asking it and how we all view it as sports fans. Because you're going to get different answers from everybody yeah. uh, on, on how like failure in sports is defined. You brought up Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant and the cold-blooded, cold-blooded killer mentality. Those people are going to say, yeah, anything shy of a championship, I'm only playing because I'm playing for rings, that's going to be a failure. I don't know if every athlete defines things like that. Sometimes just seeing the field, if you were injured, getting back on the court for Giannis Antetokounmpo could be a success and not ruled as a failure. Right, and, and speaking of that reaction to that word, check out his coach's reaction to sort of the same question about was this season a failure for the Bucks? You know, I respect the question. I understand the question. This has incredibly high expectations. John Horst has put together an amazing roster. The ownership's done what they're supposed to do. We made a push. Uh, we were the number one seed. But all that matters is the playoffs. And so I think we're just disappointed. would not use that word. We're disappointed. We're frustrated. It hurts. But I've said it all year. Love this team. We love these guys. I believe in them. We believe in them. We didn't get it done tonight. But, you know, to me, disappointed, hurt, frustrated. I think is more characteristic of how we feel about uh, tonight. It doesn't mean that one perspective is better or worse than the other, in my opinion, compared to Giannis Antetokounmpo, how he reacted, and how Mike Budenholz reacted. Because I'm a big believer in this, Courtney. It's not so much of what the question was brought to them. It's what you bring to the question or what your answer brings to the question. Because Giannis brought that perspective from where he was. Mike Boonholzer brought a different perspective from where he was. And people's reactions are going to be different because of what they bring to how that reaction was going to be. So I never say that someone's reaction, unless you all of a sudden go Jerry Springer, God rest his soul, by the way, he passed away at the age of 79 from he's in hospice in Chicago. It's not a Jerry Springer moment that needs to be there, to be adversarial. And I think a lot of people weren't expecting that, even from Giannis putting in that kind of perspective, and that's why he got so many polarizing opinions based on how he reacted to was this season a failure with the Bucks losing five games to Miami. Everyone's going to have a different opinion on that, and I did like that Mike Budenholzer understood the question earlier in his response and said that he respected it and he understood it because it has to be asked because the way that this roster was constructed, what ownership has done, the fact that this team was a number one seed, there's expectations that mm-hmm. come with it. And yep. when you turn the page to the offseason, Freddie, 
all of the uncertainty, this happens for teams all the time. The turnover, the attrition, Giannis like, making the decision on whether he's going to stay there, the extension, and if he doesn't sign it, what does that mean for the future? And what does Absolutely. it mean for where the Bucks go from here? All of those things now carry even more weight into Thursday and Friday as this team starts to do exit interviews and figure out where they go from here, where the failure question they're going to be looking at that a little bit more internally. I know it's hard right after you lose a game, and I'm sure that locker room was incredibly dejected because the fact that they go into this as the overall number one seed, it's it's important to, to have that sort of self-reflection to know, are they on the right track two years removed from a championship, or is there something that needs to be done? Is there something that needs to be done with the head coach? I think that it's absolutely fair to believe that he might not – survive Mike Budenholzer what happened in game five but really what happened throughout this entire series in the last couple years because if Nick Nurse a couple years from remove from winning a championship with the Toronto Raptors can lose his job then then this should at least be a conversation of whether change is needed and I believe that will be a conversation I'm sure it'll be a conversation I think it'll be a bad conversation with Milwaukee based on what happened against the Miami Heat but we'll see what happens in the offseason regarding Mike Budenholzer as a head coach. Starting stronger starts at AutoZone, where they've got battery solutions in the form of free battery testing, free battery charging, and replacement batteries that fit your needs. That's what makes them America's number one battery destination. Get in the zone. AutoZone. Courtney Cronin, Freddie Coleman, in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Give us your calls at 888-ESPN 888-729-3776 about Giannis Antetokounmpo's comments regarding failure when it comes to the Bucks seasons and... The Warriors won on the road. Does that mean bad, bad things for the rest of the NBA in the playoffs? That's next on ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 
Greeny, the podcast. Back out to Allen. Two, one. He get that shot up. The Miami Heat advance to the second round. They are just the sixth, eighth seed to defeat a number one seed. She is Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman. In for our man, Mike Greenberg, on Greeny on ESPN Radio. Thanks for joining us on the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Tune in and always tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. It wasn't that the Miami Heat beat the Milwaukee Bucks in Game 5 last night, 120-126, to to knock off the top-seeded Bucks in five games. Many people talk about Giannis's. Giannis Antetokounmpo's reaction to a question from a reporter, Eric Green, was this season a failure, and he broke it down in a different kind of perspective of, no, it wasn't a failure. It's part of the steps to success, and plenty of you want to weigh in on this at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776, about was this season a failure for the Milwaukee Bucks, and Giannis Antetokounmpo's reaction to that. One of the great names ever that's ever called the ESPN radio. Robespierre from North Carolina, now from the French Revolution. Robespierre, what do you have to say about that, my friend? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, certainly uh, certainly not Louis the Sixteenth or Marie, Marie Antoinette. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to say I totally agree. I totally agree with what Giannis is saying, how we, um, how we characterized uh, that question, how he answered that question, excuse me. You, you know, you, you, you can't often, you can't, you can't characterize things as success and failure all the time. I mean, you know, there's a pursuit of excellence and, and, and in pursuing excellence, there's a journey involved. And, you know, I would rather have heard that um, reporter ex Giannis, how, how do you characterize your disappointment? Mm-hmm. And just using using success and excellence oftentimes just does not fit a particular situation. And and to be perfectly honest, I don't think it it fit the uh, situation that we're talking about now. Success and failure seems so black and white. And Robespierre, thanks so much for the call, Freddie. I, I agree with that part. If you characterize the question differently, yeah. you probably don't get as raw of an answer, though. There's like no that doubt. to me yeah. was the raw emotion when Giannis is having to unpack an entire regular season and an entire playoff series where he was not healthy and decide in one moment, which way am I going with this? If it was talking about your disappointment, he's going to say, yeah, of course I'm disappointed. This is not the way we wanted things to go. Then you get your answer of like where you can tie it in and be like, well, if it's not the way you wanted things to go, was it a failure? But I love the answer that you got from Giannis because the raw emotion he showed in something that I think anybody can relate to because so often as we talked about with Jimmy Butler earlier in this show where we don't we often forget about like the stops when we're focusing on the journey like all of the stepping stones that Giannis had talked about Mm -hmm. in trying to get to where they are we forget about those things this is a stepping stone for this Bucks team and who knows which direction they're going to go Lopez and Middleton they're they could be gone after this year. We don't know about Giannis and what his contract situation is going to yield. Is he going to sign the extension? He can stay in Milwaukee. Who knows? And that is part of the overall story of this journey. But for this team, I'm sure the level of disappointment, I mean, that's self-explanatory. Of course they're disappointed. They just lost in five games as the one seed at home to a Miami team that blitzed them in the final yeah. two games in the fourth quarter and then this last one, obviously, in overtime. Bo in Illinois, we have to say about the Bucks season being a failure and Giannis's reaction that it was not. Uh, good morning, guys. Yeah. Uh, I think ultimately it's a team game. The Miami Heat wanted it more, and from a competitive standpoint, I view it as 
your ultimate goal at the start of the season is to win a championship. And I believe that's where the failure comes in. Yes, you're disappointed. And you can twist it a multitude of ways, but you can take positives from it. You can learn from the failure. But I look at it as if you you don't get the ring, I mean, the season as a whole, you failed. I mean, that's what you set out as, as an athlete is to win, to get to the top. More than ever before, and by the way, thanks for the call, more than ever before to trampoline coordinate what he had to say. In modern times, there's no, there's not a lot of great areas that people want to have when it comes to celebrities, when it comes to athletes, when it comes to politicians. It's either what did you do to win or how do you explain how you did not win, and people don't want to hear excuses. The fact that Giannis put that out there as his response and no one is labeling that as an excuse says a lot about his answer, especially when how many times that people, they want the dirt. They don't want the sugar. They want the dirt. They want the nitty-gritty, and he didn't give them exactly what they thought they were going to get from Giannis answering that question. It says a lot about his likability, too. Let's say that Memphis loses this series, and you've got John Moran up there being asked the same question and giving the same answer. Do you think that he has the same level of credence given to him, that more people are agreeing with his answer and saying, I love how he gave it, you know, gave his perspective on this? No, I love, no, no they're, they're, not the villains, they're the villains of the NBA right now, no doubt. That's... It's it's you get there's nuance to this conversation, which is what I appreciate about how Giannis spoke about this. But I I just don't think that we're talking about this in the same way. If the Memphis Grizzlies or any other team, mm-hmm. like I don't know, let let's go back and listen to what Cleveland said yesterday. And I know that Donovan Mitchell took a lot of responsibility he on sure himself did. for how this series turned out after such a successful regular season for this Cavs team, but. In in all respects, that is viewed as a failure because you acquired this player, you gave up a lot of first-round draft picks for him, yet it didn't pan out for you guys to get out of the first round of the playoffs. That's a failure. Probably because some there, there's championship pedigree with this Milwaukee Bucks team. A lot of these players and the core of this team was around two years ago when they won. The expectations are different. I will say... It's not championship or bust every year for every team. Right. I really, I truly don't believe that. That's mm-hmm. where the nuance comes in, where you have to take a look at what the realistic expectations are, and f- you know, for for the for Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks, the real realistic expectations were for this team to contend for a championship. Everything pointed in that direction. Nothing would have told you otherwise. But I can appreciate that. Someone like him, who is as likable of a character, who sends a message now for everybody in professional sports all the way down to youth sports that it's not always the end goal that you need to be focused on. As you mentioned, there's no gray area between success and failure in today's political, socioeconomic, and sports climate. Maybe we can start to shift that when we have more superstar athletes painting it in this light. And one of the things about that is, more than ever before when it comes to somebody like a Giannis Antetokounmpo, welcome to the world of Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City or any athlete in New York. For the first time in his NBA life, he's had to deal with that kind of question that he never had to worry about before, especially after winning a championship two years ago. I'm sure that guys like Aaron Judge are saying, hey Giannis, welcome to our world. This is what we go through each and every day, especially when we don't have a championship in our back pocket like you do. 
Freddie Coleman, Courtney Cronin together on Greeny in for Mike Greenberg on ESPN Radio as well as the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. Tune in. Don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. You're going to find out why tonight when it comes to the NFL Draft, three is the magic number. That's after Courtney tells you about this from Sony Pictures. Thank you, Freddie. The new movie, Big George Foreman, is based on the unbelievable true story of one of the greatest comebacks of all time. The film is a never-before-seen look into George Foreman's life inside and outside of the ring, from winning the Olympic gold medal and the heavyweight championship, retiring to then returning to the ring 10 years later, only to win the heavyweight championship for the second time at 45 years old. Early reactions are saying Big George Foreman is a five-star film. You will enjoy every minute of his inspiring story. Big George Foreman, now playing exclusively in theaters. Get your tickets today. Rated PG-13. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Greeny, the podcast. Earlier on Greeny. Someone from ESPN's social department sent me the following note. Hey, Greeny, I made a graphic from the Aaron Rodgers open of the show. If you want to collab on it, I can accept it from your page. To which all I can respond is, what does that mean? Collab is when you invite someone to share a post with you. What Isn't wants. that what posting something is in the first place? I'm inviting everyone to share it? No, because in this case, it will be ESPN and you posting in conjunctions. I just wrote back. I love it. How do I do that? Okay, well, that's a good start. This is Greeny. 
Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman in for Mike Greenberg on Greeny on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, as well as the ESPN app. Series XM Channel 80. Tune in and don't forget to tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Don't forget about coverage of the NFL Draft tonight on ESPN Radio at 7 o'clock Eastern Time. Mike Tannenbaum will be part of the coverage with Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, Ian Fitzsimmons, and Jordan Reed. And the ESPN NFL Front Office Insider, it is Mike Tannenbaum, joins us here. Hit him on Twitter at Real Tannenbaum. Mike, it seems that three could be the magic number when it comes to a quarterback trading up into the top three of the draft. What have you heard? Great to be with you guys. And, uh, Freddie, I'm glad that uh, I know you know how to fill up your car with gas, and that was a very impressive uh, display you put on the last time I saw you. You're welcome. Um, (laughs) Now we gotta hear the story. Yeah, I'll t- you can't I'll, with, forget I, draft yeah, talk yeah, for no, a minute, no, Mike T. I, Tell I, us about Freddie and oh uh, boy, here we the go. gas experiment. Here we go. I was in Bristol, Connecticut, filling up my uh, <laughs> rental car with gas, and there was uh, Mr. Coleman, who scared the daylights out of me. Oh, Mr. Coleman, right now. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was uh, it was just one of those moments in time, Courtney, that it was like, oh. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> we had never met face-to-face before, and he was taking his son on college visits. So Mike Tambom's just minding his business, and then this interloper named Freddie Cohen decided to say hi, and almost, you know, it could have been, a, it could have been an incident, but it really wasn't. So that's a good thing. I mean, your voice is so recognizable. Like, I mean, he would know instantly the second that you open your mouth, it's you. Well, he put his fists up. I was afraid. <laughs> 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 so so who could trade it to be in the top three for a quarterback what have you been hearing about that mike yeah so i think guys when it's all said and done i look at teams like tennessee and the raiders um two teams i think could definitely use a quarterback ryan Tannehill, obviously much much closer to the end of the beginning jimmy garoppolo is a placeholder and i think if i'm the colts guy sitting there at four i gotta be scared to death you know this team x jump in front of me with the Cardinals who you know, presumably want to bail out. So I think there's so much drama with tonight with these teams and the quarterbacks. Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay in their final mock drafts before tonight both had Tennessee trading up to draft a quarterback. C.J. Stroud seems to be the favorite at that spot, but one spot before that is the Houston Texans. And I know there's been a lot of buzz about whether they are going to pass on taking a quarterback there because their roster isn't ready to contend no matter who they get. How do you see the Houston Texans handling that? And are the smoke screens that were thrown out might there be some validity to that when they're on the clock at two tonight? Yeah, I think it would be absolutely egregious management by them if they don't take a quarterback. How in good conscience hmm. can you run an NFL team and drive to the stadium every Sunday with Davis Mills when you're competing against Aaron Rodgers, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, and Justin Herbert? And you're trying to establish a, a bright young coach in D'Amico Ryans, I, I think it would be egregious for them. If they're sitting there and C.J. Stroud's there, how in good conscience can you say we have a better chance to win short or long term with Davis Mills over C.J. Stroud? Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office inside. Hit him on Twitter, Real Tannenbaum. Joining us here on Greeny with Mike Greenberg and ESPN Radio. Courtney Cronin and Freddie coming in for Mike Greenberg today. By the way, coverage of the NFL Draft and ESPN Radio at 7 o'clock Eastern time tonight. My man Mike Tannenbaum will be part of the coverage with Chris Carlin, Chris Canty, and Ian Fitzsimmons. 7 p.m. Eastern time tonight on ESPN Radio. Speaking of C.J. Stroud, who I firmly believe I'm with you and Courtney, should go number two to the Houston Texans. 
What do you think of his stock dropping quite a bit in the minds of some people who may be making decisions about who to draft or who not to draft? Yeah, he's not dropping with me. Now, look, there's a lot out there about you know different tests that some players may or may, or not, may or may not have done well on guys. But let me just tell you, like, from my perspective, if a team or teams had concerns about anybody, and let's just talk about C.J. Stroud, and let's say they do, right? You know, they have access to these tests. Those things come out several months ago, and – if you're investing a lot in a quarterback, you're going to be spending a lot of time with him anyway. And one of the signs we had up in our draft room was, in God we trust for everyone else we need data. And that's why you have this process. You go through and you look at, you know, if it's off the field issues, like a guy like Jalen Carter, if it's a test issue, if it's an injury issue, you're going to bring them in. And in a case with a quarterback guys, like they're going to go through a lot of detailed sort of, you're going to give them a playbook the night before. You're going to ask them to install. You know, and there's a really good story. Wade Wilson was the quarterback coach of the uh, Cowboys. He loved Dak Prescott. He basically gave Dak Prescott the answers to the test, so his visit went great. And that happens. Like Players are going to come in, and you're going to get to know them better. So I think Stroud is going to stand on a great body of work, and I think some teams are going to be lucky to draft him. Let's talk about Jalen Carter because I know early – simulations had him gone by five to Seattle, maybe lasting till six at Detroit, but both Todd and Mel have him going to the bears at nine. How good of a fit would that be? And can you see it actually happening where a second year general manager and Ryan Poles can hedge a bet on a player like that who does have those off field concerns? Well, you know, his talent is undeniable. He's a really good player for a guy, his size to move the way he does, but in year two, and I think they've done a nice job in Chicago. Look, the, the bar was really low. They've added a number of good players. I think getting D.J. Moore was really meaningful. I think they have protection on Justin Fields with an extra one next year. But I'd be hard-pressed to draft Jalen Carter because you want guys that can really carry the flag and you know the love of the game. And, look, two people are dead. You know, Two people yeah. died in an incident he was involved with. This is not a victimless situation where – you know, it's somebody that was caught with something or had a DUI, like two people passed away. And I don't know, this is a heavy lift for me. I, I'd be really hard pressed to take him in the top 10. Great stuff by Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office insider and greeting with Mike Greenberg, Freddie Coleman, Courtney Cronin, Info Mike today on ESPN Radio, giving you that weekly rewind brought to you by Dell. For your small business needs, call a Dell Technologies advisor today at 877-ASK-DELL. I know that you're always going to have an affinity when it comes to two teams you worked for, the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins, but especially when it comes to the Jets. Now to see that they've taken care of their quarterback situation, how would, they, how would you have them approach this weekend to fortify that quarterback situation? Hey, Freddie, hold on one second. Before I answer that, like we could love Dell and their computers, but I'm shocked that this segment's not sponsored by Shell or Mobile <laughs> or some other like, gas station. So. And Hess is no longer <laughs> in business, so that would, be a, that would be the perfect thing. You're right. Just knowing the Jets. Yeah, yeah, after, yeah. after I ran them into the ground, the Hess family, they had a sell the oil company. But anyway, I'll, I'll say this. I, um, I've worked with a lot of older quarterbacks, Vinny Testaverde, Brett Favre, Jay Cutler. They care first, second, and third about protection guys, and they have to take a tackle tonight. Mm-hmm. That, that's really non-negotiable. Makai Becton, he's playing one out of 34 games. Dwayne Brown, 38 years old, played 12 games last year. They have to draft a tackle because love Aaron Rodgers, love the weapons, 
But if they don't have a left tackle, none of that's going to matter. And first, second, and third is getting a left tackle. Mike, we'll get you out of here on this. Two-parter. How many quarterbacks do you have going in the first round? And also, what do you see happening with Hendon Hooker tonight? Yeah, I love Hendon Hooker. He, there'll be five quarterbacks with Levis, Young, um, Will, uh, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, and Hendon Hooker. And Hendon Hooker will be the best of the five. I've talked about it for months. Mm. He's 6'3", started at Virginia Tech, playing 37 games, led the country in yards per pass attempt. I interviewed him twice. This guy is an incredible leader, impeccable character. And if he didn't have the ACL, he may be the first player in the draft. And uh, some team, be it Seattle, maybe Minnesota, will we'll get a, a star tonight. And I think when we look back in 2023, we're going in talking about Stroud and Bryce Young, but we'll be coming out talking about Hedden Hooker. Hey, Mike, we love the work you do as always. I'm sorry that I frightened you and your family at the gas station. Enjoy the NFL draft <laughs> on ESPN Radio. We'll talk to you soon, brother, okay? <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Great stuff by Mike. Mike Tannenbaum, ESPN NFL front office draft insider. Hit him on Twitter, Real GM Tannenbaum, joining us here on Greeny with Mike Greenberg and ESPN Radio. She's Courtney Cronin. I'm Freddie Coleman. And what if a quarterback completed four out of five of his passes or a point guard hit four out of five shots from behind the arc? Well, now when you're hiring, you can play at that level because four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. ZipRecruiter's matching technology identifies people with the right skills and experience and invites them to apply to your job. To try ZipRecruiter for free, my listeners can go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Your thoughts, Courtney, because he believes, yeah, you got Bryce Young here, C.J. Stroud there, but that dude Hendon Hooker tore his ACL for Tennessee was on his way to a Heisman Trophy. He's the best quarterback in the draft. He is. The only thing that concerns me, aside from the injury, is the age. Twenty, A 25-year-old rookie, sometimes, many times we've seen this happen, those guys don't pan out. Mm-hmm. And think about it. Like Project this out. If the Vikings were to draft him and they move yeah. on from Kirk Cousins next year, this guy is on his second contract when he's like 31, 30. Okay. I, I, I just I try to think like long term what that means. But Mike's right that he may be the best quarterback of the five that we expect to go in the first round. We did not expect with the five that we saw go in the first round in 2021 that Trey Lance would be where he is right now, that True. Zach Wilson would certainly be where he is right now. And that Justin Fields and Trey Lance, given their discrepancy, the 10 picks taken between the two of them, that they would be the leaders. So I always feel like it is the guy taken last. I mean, look at Lamar Jackson where he was taken in Mm -hmm. 2018, 32nd overall. I would expect that from someone like Hendon Hooker, given what we saw at Tennessee, assuming he comes back healthy, looks like the same player in that high-octane system that they had with the Vols. If they can translate that, his new coaching staff, to the NFL, then you've got a really solid player. I just don't know when we're going to see him on the field, so expect to see him go to a place like a Seattle, like a Minnesota, somewhere where he can sit for a season, get seasoned as a – NFL player and then take the field one of the things about older quarterbacks and you can blame this on Tom Brady you can blame this on Aaron Rodgers is that they should really skew the data when it comes to quarterbacks and the second contract and playing longer because those guys not saying they're anomalies anymore I could see Patrick Mahomes playing until he's 40 if Josh Allen aligns his style a little bit more and not tries to be the biggest baddest guy running the football he could play until he's 40 years of age with the Buffalo Bills we've seen that that precedent has kind of been set 
in 21st century football in the National Football League that if you're still successful, they don't throw age being a number at you that you're going to fall off that cliff. Not saying though, not saying Hendon Hooker is going to be Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, but more than ever before, you may get a little bit more leeway even as an older quarterback to have a chance to play because a lot of quarterbacks are playing into 35, 36, 37 and still being successful, especially depending on what kind of system and what kind of coaching staff they have behind them. True, and he was a redshirt senior this past year. There's always the conversation of, well, if you were good enough, you would have come out earlier. And, you know, the COVID season, that affected a lot of these draft prospects and their decision to yeah. whether they stay in college another year. Of course, NIL affects this quarterback class. There's, mm-hmm. you know, a big belief among those in the league that quarterbacks now are going to stay in later because of all the NIL opportunities that they're going to have to make money that if they might not make, if they're a late-round draft prospect uh, or don't want to go into a situation where they know there's really no security for them and that they won't be the first choice. But right. he's an interesting one. I'm really looking forward to seeing if Mike T's right. If we have five taken by the end of round one, I have two going in okay. the top ten. All right. So we'll see how the rest of it pans out. I had four going by the end of Who round. are the two you have? I have... Well, Bryce Young's the obvious, Carolina yes. Panthers. And then I have C.J. Stroud. Okay. I'm not believing the smoke screens until someone proves me wrong. Yeah, I'm not believing the whole Reddit thing about the Reddit NFL draft that has Will Levis going number one. No, <laughs> I'm not either. doing that as far as that goes. But we always know there's always going to be a surprise or two when the NFL draft happens, like we mentioned, later on tonight on ABC and ESPN at 8 o'clock Eastern time. And on ESPN Radio, Carousel begins at 7 o'clock Eastern time. We can't wait to be back tomorrow to react to everything that we saw and heard at the first round of the NFL draft. And also Celtics, Hawks, Game 6 tonight. We'll do that tomorrow. But coming up next, Fitz and Harry. For Courtney Cronin and Freddie Coleman, this has been Greeny on the mighty ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcasts.